0: Exploring what can be done to help with pain and health challenges. This is Life Shouldn't Hurt with Grant Fedorik from Leading Edge Physiotherapy on 630 Ched. Welcome to this week's episode of Life Shouldn't Hurt. I'm your host, Grant Fedorik, and it's my pleasure to be here. And today I've got an amazing guest. Amazing because she uh, works for us. But amazing because of the work that she does also and I think that's the focus of today's show is rehabilitation uh, for patients who've undergone or been through or are undergoing uh, cancer treatment and this is an area that's pretty dear in my heart. Uh, my father uh, have faced stage four prostate cancer and and dealt with it for the better part of almost uh, 10 years. And I just saw him go through the entire process. So when the opportunity to get involved in this area and make a difference came across uh, my desk, we jumped on top of it. And we're so fortunate to have Christy Peterson here today. Welcome, Christy.
1: Thank you so much for having me here, Grant.
0: I can't wait to get into this topic because the work that we've been doing, you've been doing really over at the uh, Gateway Clinic has made such a difference in people's lives. And I really want to get a chance to talk about uh, exactly what it is you're doing, who can benefit from this kind of uh, this care and uh, the outcomes you've seen and the patients that have come through the door. So hopefully we can tell some stories. Uh, uplifting, I think they always are. Because uh, anytime you have a chance to make an impact on somebody's life, it's it's going to it's gonna make you feel good inside. And that's what this show is all about. Uh, sometimes life hurts. But we got some solutions for parts of it. So why don't you tell me exactly what do you do? Let's let listeners know uh, you're a physio. But what do you do on a day-to-day basis?
1: Well, when somebody is coming in with a cancer, they've phoned in saying, I've got cancer. Uh, what can you do for me? We literally just go through and see what side effects, what problems they're having, and try and help them out from that point. Whether they're just had surgery, they're going through treatment, they've had treatment, and they're two, four, 10, 15 years out, or they're just not very comfortable.
0: It's okay. You can say it. It's okay.
1: Uh, not very. They're basically have become stage four uh, passing away and we just try and give them as much comfort as possible in whatever time they've got left.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a touching area to work and it's hard sometimes to talk about because it'll generate thoughts of those patients that we've cared for and, and uh, shared a life experience with. And so if this is tough for those people listening out there, just know that the, the bright side of the story is that there's somebody out there that cares and Christy's one of them and, and those people in their lives. So why don't you take us through what kind of patients are are coming through the doors? Are, are they patients that are undergoing treatment? Are they patients that have undergone treatment? What kind of cancers are you seeing? Uh, and, you know, what are they looking at as far as? What are they looking so, for?
1: So, yeah, the, the majority of people who've been coming through, they either are going through treatment or they've had treatment within the last two to five years. Uh, it, and literally, it's been any kind of cancer that, that's happened. There's breast, people who had breast cancer, had neck cancer, abdominal cancer, um, leukemia, anything along those
0: lines. Okay, and we know that the research shows, and it's, mm-hmm. there's so much evidence for exercise-based care in this in this realm. And we 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 had a guest on earlier who talked about outcomes improving even from treatment, even during treatment. Why don't you Why don't you tell us exactly what it is that uh, exercise brings to the table for these patients? Let's Let's start with during the kind of during treatment. So a patient who's undergoing chemo, radiation, the various pers- perhaps surgery.
1: So what happens? During treatment is a, we're really trying to help them manage their fatigue levels. We we know that chemotherapy is going to really, really reduce energy levels. So we're trying to help do a little bit of exercise and keep those, those energy levels elevated, uh, mitigate those dips and valleys that happen uh, with chemotherapy. Also just trying to keep any kind of range of motion, mobility, uh, we've noticed that people have had more energy. They've had, um, they've been able to continue on with their daily lives and activities that they're really wanting to keep up with while they're going through chemotherapy, based on just a very uh, gentle and slowly progressive exercise program.
0: So, are they? What are they doing? Is it walking? Is it? I mean, we're probably seeing. You're probably seeing patients that have difficulty even walking when they mm-hmm. first come through the door.
1: Yeah, it's. Either we get them there's on the bike, we get them into the uh, anti-gravity treadmill that we have, the Alter-G, so it gives them a little bit of support and they feel much more stable while they're walking. In that uh, makes it a lot more um, pain-free for them when they're walking. Uh, the physio step that we have, so that's how we do for cardio. Strengthening, we... It literally is based on what they can do. So it's whether we're doing some sitting stuff, some some light free weights or some TheraBand and making a very individualized program for each person.
0: Yeah. And I think it's important for listeners to hear that um, it just depends on where you started and. I I think that in this area, when people hear exercise, they think, well, how the heck or where am I going to get started? And a journey of a thousand miles starts with one step. And sometimes it it might just be a matter of very introducing, very um, achievable goals. Sometimes it might just be getting out of a chair that you work toward uh, and, and really being a part of the journey that way. But there's things we got to watch out for too. Like, what are we watching out for with these patients?
1: Depending on the type of chemotherapy they're getting, we have to look out for any, uh, some chemos cause uh, difficulty with the heart muscle functions, so we need to be very careful with any cardio activity that we do there. If they're in the middle of radiation treatment, we have to be very careful of uh, skin being very fragile during radiation. Um, Those sorts of things are what we're looking for
0: gotcha and, and and what kind of contraindicate what do you what do you you won't exercise patients that are doing what so somebody listening if they had um what, what are we looking for as far as you shouldn't be exercising
1: the first one if we have metastatic cancer any kind of bone cancer we're looking to see um how much of the bone is involved. So can we do weight-bearing stuff, or do we have to back off and do some non-weight-bearing stuff? Um, again, we're looking at that heart function. If it's too low, we don't do any cardio exercise there. And also you're looking at just general fatigue level. If it's really, really low, and that means we have to look at what chemo's doing to your to your red blood cell levels or white blood cell counts, we have to hold off on exercise there too.
0: What other things are you seeing? I think uh, uh, patients that are undergoing treatment for breast cancer and edema, and and what does that look like Care in that area? First of all, what's edema for people who are listening?
1: So lymphedema, it is a swelling of the arm. Let's say it's breast cancer. So arm, chest wall, breast tissue uh, that doesn't go away with elevating or um, compression. It is caused by some of the removal of the lymph nodes during surgery and also if radiation has happened, it causes that that radiation fibrosis basically pinches, tightens the skin. So it makes it very difficult for that fluid that we normally have and we're able to move through our body. Uh, to get out of that area. So then it just sits there and collects and the arm gets bigger and bigger.
0: Right. For those listening, lymphatic um, fluid is throughout our body. It carries the, you know, basically it's like our flushing system for the, the entire body and and it usually just flows normally throughout the body but in certain circumstances particularly with patients who've had lymph nodes or lymph um, portions of that system taken away because of surgery it can no longer clear the fluid the same way and so the limb be it uh, an ankle or anywhere where it kind of hangs that lymphatic fluid will just kind of stay stay there and it can't move as easily and becomes very very painful because obviously it can put pressure on pain nerve endings as well. So it doesn't just restrict movement, but it's uncomfortable. And and there are some things that can be done around that area. And I think it's important we talk about that because uh, a lot of patients that are going through it don't know what to do. They're having difficulty. They might've used pressure garments, but uh, are still having difficulty. And I think a lot of what you do and some of your training can make a big difference in that area. Um, I think you have some technology I'm kind of leading, but, uh, we're going to head into a break and I don't want to, I don't want to get started on the entire topic. So if you're, if that's something that you or a loved one or somebody, you know, is dealing with, uh, stay tuned. We'll come back after the break and, uh, talk about more things that people can, um, you know, more of the, what, where you can get to when you have these problems during and while you're having your cancer treatment, uh, and also after, because, just because you've solved uh, the cancer doesn't mean that the other problems during the treatment have just gone away. So join us when we come back. Uh, this is Life Shouldn't Hurt on the Chorus Radio Network. Exploring what can be done to help with pain and health challenges. This is Life Shouldn't Hurt with Grand Fedoric from Leading Edge Physiotherapy on 630 Ched. Welcome back to Life Shouldn't Hurt. Uh, we're so fortunate to have our guest, Christy Peterson. Uh, one, because she's dear to my heart. She works at our, one of our facilities. And two, she's dear to so many patients' hearts because she makes a difference in their lives as they're going through this journey of of uh, cancer. And it, it does impact so many different people. But when, where we left off for those listeners is we were talking about lymphedema and what happens as a result of particular certain types of cancer when the lymph nodes are removed and your body's ability to deal with this fluid that should just should move throughout the body in a in a normal way but sometimes it collects and becomes uncomfortable christy why don't you why don't you tell us about uh, you know what kind of techniques are available what you're doing and kind of uh, what's happening in that area
1: yeah definitely so what we tend to What we need to do is work on helping the tissue soften. So it's a very specific kind of massage, manual lymph massage that we do to help open up those areas and then get the fluid moving. So it needs to be done a very particular sequence, and then we follow it up with some of our compression devices, so pneumatic compression devices like our Med4 Elite or our Normatec. That again, it just helps pump in that sequential manner to help move that fluid from the basically the tips of your fingers or your toes and up towards your
0: uh, to your central body. And what can people do at home? what can people do for themselves?
1: Uh, Same thing. So we often teach most people a sequence of what they can do at home to help aid and assist in draining that fluid from their limb.
0: Okay. And what about movement? Does that make a difference as well? Yeah.
1: And then we give them an exercise program afterwards to, again, help with that draining.
0: And I think it's important for people to know, like as they come through the doors of wherever it is you're going, that it's just as important that they continue on with the advice they get because it's, you know, we can only make a difference an hour or or out of their day a few times a week, but it's what they're doing outside that can make a huge difference. Uh, What else are you, what else are you seeing come through the doors that, uh, that you have a a, a unique skill set to solve?
1: We, another, uh, Big complication we see after chemotherapy is peripheral neuropathy, hands and feet. So people they cannot either feel their hands or their feet, or it's tingling, or just really, really odd sensations that are just there constantly throughout the day for them.
0: Where does that come from?
1: Uh, it's a side effect from the chemotherapy. So some of the chemo's affect the nerves and damage the nerves.
0: And radiation does it? Can it cause any of that, or
1: it's not as common? It's oh, the okay. chemotherapy that is the main.
0: And what are we doing? I I, I know when I treat it, so one of the things that I've treated when I've seen peripheral neuropathy neuropathy, when it's not cancer-related anyways is using acupuncture. Is that similar to what you're doing?
1: Yes, we use acupuncture, but we also use our K-laser, our grade four uh, laser to help stimulate the healing uh, in those tissues. Uh, Been very effective using that combination and then also just lots of hands-on stuff trying to get the the joints moving and then getting them used to feeling their feet and their hands again and getting that sensory feedback back.
0: Is pain management a big area? Big area. And, uh, what? and po- is this post-treatment pain or is this, is this direct cancer pain that we're dealing, that you're dealing with? It
1: depends on where they are in what's, what's going on with their particular situation. Sometimes it is cancer related pain that we're helping with. Sometimes it is um, somebody who's uh Let's say they've had radiation, and they, it's really tightened up their joints and their uh, and their muscles, and so it's very stiff, and it's very almost like a frozen shoulder kind of feeling. And so you need to get in there and help try and get that mobility back and that get that muscles to to loosen up a little bit.
0: What uh, where are we going? Where Where do you see rehab in this area going? Anyways, I, I think that. I've seen the work and I've seen patients, you know, are so thankful and with the work that you're doing. But is, is there more?
1: There, there's always more. I would love to have everybody who is going through their cancer treatment to be able to to know and have access to therapies so that we can see people sooner. as some of their symptoms don't develop till one, two or three years later. So I would love people to be able to have access to treatment as soon as they possibly have symptoms so we can help.
0: So I guess that's the question. What do you want listeners to hear? When can they come in? Whenever they need to. Which means what? Is this it, upon the diagnosis? Is it after having seen their doctors? Or is there a, a right timing for them? Or is it really they they just come in and start asking questions? So
1: a good time to come in is post-surgical after six or eight weeks. Uh, check range of motion, any um, healing. Uh, get started on some exercises to make sure you're going into any the next stages of treatment, whether that's chemotherapy or radiation strong and have a program so you can work on, uh, while you're going through that treatment, you can come in during treatment with the same issues and we can help try and help you maintain your energy levels. And so that you come out of treatment, you're, uh, again, able to start getting back into everyday life. And then again, if you, you're doing fine and then a year or two later, you start noticing, Yeah, that that shoulder's getting tight or you're starting to feel that numbness happening or some lymphedema starting to show up, you are aware of what's happening and then you can come in and the sooner we get working on it, the sooner that we can help you uh, resolve those issues.
0: Now, I saw a smile on your face there because I think that that obviously brings to mind these patients that have been successful uh, it's got to be hard because it's not always successful. So, what about what about that those instances when it's not successful? Yeah, you know when the when uh, not all cancers can be cured. Yeah. I, I think we still. Uh, I think that you obviously can play a role, or I, I'm I'm guessing that yes. you do.
1: Yeah, we um, basically we do whatever the person needs to be comfortable, whether they're having pain. Uh, stretching if they're having, uh, some very severe lymphedema towards the end, we try to ease some of that pain and discomfort that they're having from that lymphedema, um, muscle stretching, just general mobility because sometimes they're so weak or they feel, um, they just can't move we help move the, uh, their arms and their legs and gentle massage to give them some kind of movement and some relief
0: in all of their joints and muscles Do you find that their families play a role in their in their care? Very or? huge
1: care we do a lot of teaching of families as well to help them. Uh, so that, as you said before, we, they're only with us for that hour. So, what can we do to help
0: them at home and help them relieve their pain at home? And what does that look like? Are you teaching them like massage techniques, or is it just helping them with range of motion and both?
1: Yeah, sometimes it's massage techniques, uh, sometimes it's the range of motion and just gentle, gentle movement there.
0: Yeah, do you get to tell some jokes during the day? Because oh, I feel like we, I feel like it's something that, uh, as you know, I think that bringing some some levity to a situation, even in the most dire situation, sometimes can make a difference?
1: Oh, definitely. They they come in and by the time they're leaving, there's usually a big smile on their face and we uh we make sure the tunes are blasting, and if they've got a particular playlist they want, we make
0: sure it's on the the
1: the, the radio for
0: them. I think going back, uh, you mentioned the alter G zero gravity treadmill. I think it's worth listeners knowing what that is and and uh, I don't mind describing it, but essentially, it looks like a giant bubble. It's a treadmill. And yeah, you put on a pair of shorts and it inflates air around a person and it helps to alleviate the amount of force that they're putting on their lower body. So a patient who might be at risk of fractures, for instance, in the lower limb and the ankle or uh, might have pain just walking or having difficulty actually getting because of the body weight against gravity, we can reduce their body weight down to 80% of their body weight and get them moving where they otherwise wouldn't um, and I think it's really important for people to know that technology exists uh, for for recovery and for just getting moving in a way because I, I, as you know and you've been working in this area the, you' the sooner you move the more you kind of get a patient going uh, and toward a goal and we talked with an, an earlier patient, and he just talked about setting these goals. And sometimes they're as simple as eating tandoori chicken, I think I remember him saying. Uh, and he just remembered eating that tandoori chicken because that was his goal. And he just knew he could take on another goal. And I think uh, in this area, giving people something to strive to is is important.
1: It's huge. Yeah, we we make goals little bit by little bit and keep building on them. Whether it's walking uh, walking somebody down the aisle at their wedding or being able to climb those stairs uh, for as long as they can.
0: Well, Christy, did you got any last words of sage advice for those patients out there that uh, are going through this? Uh,
1: <laughs> stay strong. And the biggest one is we are out there to help. We are, there are things that we can do to help and get you back uh, doing the things that you, that are important and you want to get back to.
0: Well, thanks for everything that you're doing for these dear patients. And uh, if this is something that you're facing, know there's people out there. Thanks for joining me again this week. We'll see you next week on the Chorus Radio Network.